Blog Talk Radio. Boys podcast. We're the staff of BlessYouBoys.com. SB Nation's Detroit Tigers blog kicks around, well, the past day of Detroit Tigers baseball because we've been podcasting live all week during baseball's winter meetings. Uh, there's been lots of rumors to talk about, and the Tigers have actually made more news. And I blame Kurt Menching because uh, we were talking earlier today. He goes, eh, it should be a short podcast. Nothing much is going on at this point. You know, we, we don't even care about the Rule 5 draft. Well, that all went out the window when the Tigers made a, um, a, a fairly controversial signing, but we'll get to all that shortly. Let's get the introductions out of the way. I am Al Beaton, co-managing editor of Bless You Boys. Joining me are the usual gang. First off is the king of West Michigan. That would be Mr. Hookslide. Hookslide, how are you doing? I am the king. And you know what? That intro makes me miss Dan Dickerson. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's yeah, yeah, we're and we're really hitting into the bad days because after the winter meetings, we, I think we can all anticipate things getting real quiet baseball wise, and we'll all be pining for Dan Dickerson shortly. And of course, we have uh, the co-managing editor of Bless You Boys, a columnist for the Detroit News. Uh, he does numerous things for SB Nation, and he owns a big dog, and that would be Kurt Minching, who is I don't know what's the snow like in the UP today, there, Kurt. Sunny in Marquette, just like every day, Al. It's always sunny in Marquette. It's always sunny in Marquette. Oh, I can't. I find it hard to believe, but you know. This I, is this is the paradise of the Upper Peninsula. No, there is a paradise in the Upper Peninsula. My family used to have a cabin there, so. And and there's nothing there except a hotel, a bad restaurant, and a blinker light. And some sunken ships off the uh, off the point. So. <laughs> All oh, right. That's a long drive. That's, yeah. that's like thirty minutes north, man. That's a long drive. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, Get the uh, introductions. Out. We've got the introductions out of the way. Uh, if you want to contact us today, have any questions you'd like to uh, rant about a certain relief pitcher, uh, we're watching Twitter, so please use the hashtag BYBPod, B-Y-B-P-O-D, and we'll catch your questions that way. We'll also take phone calls if you actually know how to use a phone, and that is 914-338-1798. Al thinks highly of our listeners. You guys know how to use a phone? No one makes phone calls anymore. You know that. Everybody texts and, and sends emails. So stop being difficult. Let's start talking about Java Chamberlain. So uh, the one uh, Dave Dombrowski spent Wednesday night debunking numerous rumors, most of the ones we talked about yesterday. We'll get to those in a little bit. But the one rumor Dombrowski didn't refute was the Tigers' interest in Chamberlain. Now, I guess we know why. According to Ken Rosenfall this afternoon, the Tigers have signed the free agent uh, who is shaped like a Coke machine, Java Chamberlain, Chamberlain, pardon me, 
uh, ESPN Buster only reports the terms are for one year, $2.5 million with undisclosed performance bonuses. Uh, Kurt, I know you tweeted earlier that when word came out that uh, the Diamondbacks had a $3 million offer for Chamberlain on the table, your tweet essentially said, run away, run away, run away. So what's your thoughts on Chamberlain becoming a Tiger? Well, you know, you break it down two ways. The first off is he, he's going to get 2.5 plus performance incentives. So that's uh, better than three, uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it, here's the thing. This could turn out to be a really good thing. Uh, you know, I, what I've seen is people looking at his stats for the past year or two and projecting really, really bad things. Uh, you know, he struck out uh, not nearly as many as people would wish while he walked everyone in sight, basically. Uh, so, you know, his, his whip, you know, walks plus hits per inning pitched is too high. His ERA was too high. Everyone is looking at this and going, this is a completely awful pitcher. How could you even think of signing something this bad? Uh, but, you know, a couple of things they're forgetting. This is, uh, as it should be, it should be seen as a speculative move. He was a good pitcher before. He's coming off uh, Tommy John surgery in, in summer of 2011. He's coming off a, a hurt ankle. Uh, if you expect he was going to put up the same numbers immediately after having Tommy John and, and having a bum leg, then, you know, it, it's just not going to happen. But if you think he's going to be awful forever, I don't agree with that either. So it's the kind of move where, you know, it's a speculative signing that says, hey, if he's healthy, if things uh, come together, if Jeff Jones uh, helps him get his mechanics down and get, you know, keep, keep his uh, his walk low, Jabba could, or Jabba could turn out to be a really good signing for the Tigers. There's no guarantee, just like anything else, he, he might turn out to be, a, you know, a, a bad signing and he's gone by June. You, you don't know. But if it works, uh, I think people are really going to like it. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, I guess the the other unfortunate part of this deal is that uh, Phil Coke's brain post about the Tigers roster having lost 53 pounds compared to last year is now out the window. But regardless of that uh, hook slide, uh, uh, do you find this a low risk, high reward kind of deal, or are the concerns just too overwhelming for you to like the signing? I, I'm just scratching my head. I I don't understand. I. For two and a half million, is that what they settled on? You know, and to think that for another half million, they could have got Jose Veras, who's a little bit more, you know, proven commodity. I just, I guess I don't understand why. Um, you know, the bullpen was kind of a, a dice roll as it was, you know, coming out of 2013. So mm -hmm. uh, for someone like me hoping that, that they were going to kind of shore that up, the middle relief portion of the bullpen, and seeing that the moves that they're making, I'm just, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, you know, Dombrowski said we weren't going to be bored, you know, yeah. during these meetings. <laughs> Maybe he's just uh, he's playing a craps game. He's he's really excited about it. Like, woo, let's do this. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, in some ways, the bullpen is kind of a craps game. You're not really sure what you're going to get from year to year. So there's – oh, and, and, Kurt, I know you brought this up before, that very often you build a bullpen by either making – I won't say risky signings, but making educated guesses that you can either fix pitchers – or they're due to rebound. So obviously that's what the Tigers see in Jabba Chamberlain, Jabba Chamberlain because the the stuff is there. He's shown it in the past. It's just that he hasn't shown it in over two years. Right. The, and the, that's precisely the thing is that it is hard to look at a bullpen and go, this is a really great bullpen, and then it will it, it will let you down. Or you can look mm -hmm. at a bullpen and go, 
who, you know, who are these guys? What this is awful. And then it'll turn out to be one of the best in baseball. It's just so hard to predict who's going to be good, who's not. So many moving parts, small sample size. I mean, you you got it all. So uh, I always say, you know, don't get too too cutesy. Don't get too expensive. Just stock it full of as uh, many potential arms as are willing to sign with you and hope for the best. Yeah, and, and hooks that. I guess that's kind of got everybody worried right now is the fear that Dave Nabrowski's done. Okay, bullpen's fixed, supposedly. Uh, I would not have so much issue with the Chamberlain um, signing if I knew for sure that there would be more bullpen arms arriving. I mean, there's a rumor going out uh, earlier today. Uh, Jay, James Schimmel of uh, of MLive brought up that the Tigers are actually looking into Octavio Dotel, surprisingly enough, uh, thinking that maybe he's recovered from what looked to be career-ending elbow issues. So uh, I guess that's the worry, that they, they essentially cut ties of Jose Veras, brought in a guy with worse numbers in Chamberlain, and the fear is they've called it a day. Yeah, I, I think they may have called it a day. I mean, we were talking just before the podcast started about the, the salary uh, comparisons mm-hmm. or the you know, what they spent last year compared to what they're spending this year. And it looks like, you know, they may be done spending, mm-hmm. um, which kind of leads me to think they're not done with the bullpen, but they're going to be looking internally to guys like Dotel. Can we get him, you know, healthy or to even um, uh, what was the, the wonder kid from, from the Whitecaps, Corey uh, Niebel, mm-hmm. you know, people like that to, to fill those slots, is, I think, where they're going to end up heading. And, and Kurt, uh, what's your take on, on essentially switching out Varus for uh, Chamberlain? That that's uh, kind of, that's what everybody's scratching their head over. Because say what you will about Varus, I don't think we everybody found him very trustworthy towards the end of last year. The numbers show he's a better pitcher. Well, last year, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think Java has higher potential. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, all that said. I scratched my head when they didn't pick up the option. I thought for sure they were going to pick up the option, and it, it, it's still a little bewildering today. Yeah, a, a bewildering is, uh, I think, the ter- a perfect term for what the fan base is feeling about this entire offseason, to be honest. I don't uh, know. I think I think bewildering is the last thing they are because they seem awfully pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and going by the common threads that bless you boys as of late, and uh, they've essentially turned into uh, long arguments over if the Tigers are better than last year or worse, or if the recent signing, no matter who that may be, is good or bad. And it, right now, Kurt, the, the Tigers are really there's a large question mark hovering over this team and. Uh, we were not going to have answers for quite a long time. First off, we we uh, invite them to have long debates. Yes, we do. Because that's why we're there. So yes. we we enjoy your 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 400 count posts and keep keep it up. So <laughs> that other way, the the I forgot what your question was. Now <laughs> the Tigers are have this large question mark over their uh, over the roster at this point. Oh yes, and thinking that. We're not going to know answers for for months at this point. I mean, we have a question mark at manager, we have question marks in the coaching. Now we have question marks in the bullpen, and we have question marks in what appears to be the 13 man position player roster done. So, uh, and the thing is, none of these we're not going to have answers to any of this till well into the regular season. Well, you know, if if we put out a season preview next year, at least we know what to title it. <laughs> but you're right. Everything is a question. The thing is, is we 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 saw 
you know, in, in some ways we saw the, the end of an era. You know, mm-hmm. we we had from 2010 through 2013 a certain type of team, and that team was not good at running the bases. It, it was not really all that good at defense. You know, power pitching, power hitting, and, and that's what that team was. And that that was fine, and it worked for them, and they won three division titles. But, you know, wh- whether it was going to become too expensive to keep it together or whether Dombrowski said, you know, it's just time for a change, whatever – that's changed. So now we the, the philosophy changed, and, and he swapped out players as best he could that didn't fit the new philosophy, and he brought in players who he thought did fit the new philosophy. And, of, of course, you know, you have to include Brad Osmus and, you know, bringing mm-hmm. in a defensive coordinator and, you know, all, all those things. So, But what we've got here is, you know, the start of a new era. That's, uh, you know, more base running, good defense era. How is this going to work out? Can't say can't say wish you could but we can't say no we could but we'd probably be wrong anyway we usually are yeah we're the two people that said prince fielder was untradeable so oh, thank you for reminding me <laughs> yes of that. course I will, i'll keep reminding you of that uh hook slide uh i guess uh, we'll kind of draw we'll finish up the the chamberlain con, uh, deal here uh do you agree with kurt that you know we're really witnessing the birth of a new era of tigers baseball and I think we're all scared. Yeah, it sure looks that way. It, I mean, I can't think of any other way to describe it when you look at the different pieces. And yes, we've you know upgraded uh, defensively and as, as far as base running, but offensively it's a downgrade all around. Um, you know, even that power pitching, it's it's still mm-hmm. mostly there. But you know, Fister is gone now and and replaced with Smiley, so that's a big question mark as to you know how Smiley will perform in the in the long you know those long innings. Yeah, um, and mm-hmm. it's, it even looks like the bullpen is taking a step back in a way um or at least it's not getting any better um you know so there, there's there's just so many question marks and i don't know i see people people you know making comments on twitter at the site you know saying but yeah it's a faster team and you know we're going to get uh runners scoring from second you know on regular mm-hmm. base hits and we've never had that before and i think yeah but you know overall the team's uh, on base percentage looks like it's dropping so yeah. you know let's keep that in mind there's going to be fewer runners on base to score i it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the first month or two in, in the next season. Yeah, and, and as I've warned people before in this podcast, we really don't know what the Tigers have in Brad Ausmus and how he's going to run this team. I'm not anticipating huge changes in how on-field decision, on, on, when it comes to on-field decision-making because all managers seem to work out of the same book, for the most part anyway. Uh, it, it's all about how he handles uh, you know, the clubhouse, how he maybe handles guys coming out of the bullpen, things like that. We have no idea how any of this is going to be handled yet. So uh, we're hearing all the right things. Dave Dombrowski is saying all the right things. Brad Ausmus is making great impressions at the uh, winter meetings. But, uh, you know, this is really a team that is in far more flux than we first anticipated they were going to be a month ago. And we're all a little like, I don't know where this team is headed right now. And it's, it's going to be, as looks like I said, we're not, it's going to be very interesting first month or two just to see how this uh, all plays out. But that's exciting, you know, too. Yeah. That's, that's, really? you know, <laughs> that's, maybe not for Hook Slide, I know. But uh-huh. Hook Slide seems like the opposite of excited. But, you know, there there's always something interesting when you go into a season not quite knowing what's going to happen. You know, those, mm-hmm. those, are, those are some of the fun seasons. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes they're not fun seasons. But... You know, uh, I, I think it's I think it's going to be exciting to, to watch, and we just have to hope that we don't have you know 2010 was awful, but 2011 through 2013 were pretty good. So we yeah. just have to hope 2014 
you know, isn't 2010 all over again. Yeah, or, or even looking back, uh, we all thought that the Tigers were going to suck in 2006 and they ended up making the World Series. So you, we just really don't know and can't say. And But we'll try later on as, as the, the team finally gets things figured out and we see have a more stable roster. Right now, though, anything we say right now is pure speculation. But then again, that's what we're doing because it's the winter meetings. Speaking of that, guys, well, first off, let me get out uh, the phone number and uh, the hashtag. If you want to send us questions, please use the hashtag on Twitter, BYBPod, BYBPOD. And, uh, you can always give us a call, 914-338-1798 on the Bless Your Boys podcast. All right, more rumor mongering, which we covered yesterday. Well, Dave Dabrowski decided he's going to shoot all of that down as he made the rounds on some of the network shows, such as uh, ESPN's Baseball Tonight, and God forbid even talking to Kevin Millar on MLB Network's Intentional Talk. Ugh, I hate that show. Anyway, this is what Dombrowski had to say yesterday, guys. Essentially, he went into a deny, deny, deny mode. You know, deny everything. He said, there has been no discussions with the Dodgers about Matt Kemp. The team has yet to begin the extension process at all with Max Scherzer, and they have not even spoken to Scott Boros, his agent, the Tigers have not told a soul they would be unable to sign Scherzer to a contract, you know, denying the report from yesterday. And Dombrowski also reiterated that Tigers are very happy with their current 13-man position player, the 13 position players they have, and they do not anticipate pursuing anyone other than a not top-tier bullpen arm. And it turns out that bullpen arm was Jabba Chamberlain. So, uh, Kurt, uh, as uh as our friend John uh, opined to me yesterday after the podcast, goes, we wasted all that time talking about rumors because <laughs> Dave Dombrowski denied everything. That's all he ever does. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, I did not buy Matt Kemp rumors for a second. I couldn't uh-huh. figure a way that makes sense. Uh, Irvin Santana, you can find a way for that to make sense. You have to, you have to include a couple of steps to make it make sense and – there are steps that nobody would actually like to acknowledge. So mm-hmm. I, 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 but I'm not going to rule it out. I, it, 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 it could be the kind of thing where you trade Scherzer and bring in Santana and that's a drop off, but you bring in some more prospects and prop the future up while saving money. I, I, that could happen. I, I don't want to say it can't, but the, you know, those are, those were the cheap rumors, but I, I did not buy Kemp at all. But Santana is possible. Yeah, and uh, again, I, I agree. I didn't really buy into that. I really didn't buy into uh, the, the Tigers actually cluing teams into their internal discussions when it comes to contracts, such as when it came to Scherzer. And uh, and what Kurt's referring to in regard to um, Irvin Santana, a reporter out of Minnesota uh, Wednesday night uh, reported the Tigers are interested or in Kansas City Royals right-hander Irvin Santana a very average innings-eating, middle-of-the-road type pitcher, a guy who would probably be a number four on this roster, a five if they had Fister. Uh, let me ask you this, Hook Slide. Does Urban Santana make any sense at all? I mean, Kurt had to work to try and make this fit. It does not. It just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, after giving up Fister and swapping him out for Smiley, again, there's the big question mark. Oh, I think uh, Hook Slide has uh, either dropped or we're having bandwidth issues. Are you still there, Kurt? I am. I am. We've lost Hook Slide. Oh, there he is. Hello. Yeah, we lost you for a couple seconds there. Go oh. ahead. Can you start over then there, Hook Slide? And yep, yep. yep. I was just, I was just saying that it, it's having given up Fister for Smiley. 
Mm-hmm. Um, no, it does not make any sense at all to bring in someone like Santana, especially if you're talking about losing Max Scherzer in the process. It's you know the, the saying, look, the power pitching staff, the starting rotation is like the last thing we've got left from the core, you know, of 2013. So uh, leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah, it, not like he would be that cheap anyway. You know, I'm thinking Santana would probably end up costing probably what Doug Fisher was going to make this year. So, uh, you know, and, and for a worse pitcher. So yeah, I we really the only reason we're really even talking about it because well, it's a rumor. We got to throw it out there, but I I think we're all in agreement. This makes very little, if any, sense. All right, we do have to touch on the Rule Five draft, guys. Uh, the Tigers didn't participate, didn't pick up any players. According to uh, Kurt's compatriot at the Detroit News, Lynn Henning, the Tigers did lose two players that no one other than prospect nerds have ever heard of. Aldolfo Rina heads to the Padres. He's a catcher. And infielder Jesus Usteres went to the Cardinals. Neither were high at any prospect list. Any thoughts on that, Kurt? Nope. How about you, Hookslide? Mm, no. I thought so, because I don't have any either, because, you know, as we, Kurt and I have said over and over in this podcast, we don't care that much about the minor leagues. That's why we have people at Bless You Boys who do. They're just not on the podcast today. All right. Um, before, I guess we've kind of covered most of the Tigers who has left, because I'm sure uh, most of the uh, Tiger staff is trying to get the hell out of Orlando at this point now, because the Rule 5 draft is pretty much the concluding act of uh, baseball's winter meetings. So... Uh, there was some Major League Baseball news I wanted to talk about because this one is kind of controversial, guys, and that is uh, Major League Baseball has decided to outlaw home plate collisions. Uh, I believe it was on Tuesday. Managers and GMs voted to abolish home plate collisions. Uh, the MLBPA obviously has to approve the players' union. If they do approve, the rule will go into effect for 2014. If not, uh, the rule will go into effect in 2015. Major League Baseball will just put it right into effect unilaterally, not having to worry about getting your approval. Uh, a lot of this has to do with uh, this past weekend. Uh, medical personnel for, for teams were told in the presentation that 22% of all concussions in baseball are caused by collisions, and obviously most of the collisions in baseball do happen at home plate. Uh, so... I think this is one way of uh, Major League Baseball trying to tackle the uh, concussion issue by preventing these kind of plays. Uh, I guess, I, well, let me ask you, Kurt, is is this a realistic uh, goal for Major League Baseball to eliminate home play collisions, uh, or do you consider them part of the game and it is what it is and they should leave it alone? Well, it is part of the game, but, you know, on the other hand, head injuries are a serious thing and, and trying to prevent head injuries and, you know, and, and, and damage that can last a lifetime, you know, preventing that is, is a good goal that I think should be pursued. So, you know, maybe, maybe I'll miss seeing a collision, but you know, I'd rather the players be healthy for their entire life than be entertained for, you know, a few seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hook slide. Uh, do you think it's realistic to eliminate home play collisions? Or do you agree with the, with the call to, uh, uh, protect catchers. Yeah, I absolutely agree with with the movement. Yes, I mean, especially you know, being a Tigers fan, I I, I don't want to see Alex Avila get any more banged mm-hmm. up than he has been. Um, it will be very interesting to me to see how they how they make that how they enforce that. I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, so what happens if you block the base? And I think we talked a little bit about this yesterday offline, but uh, this doesn't really happen at any other base other than you could say second base if someone tries to break up a double play. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's funny that it only happens at home. And I think, well, why not make it consistent all the way around? You know, if, 
you know, I should be able to slam into the guy at third base on a slide and knock the ball loose. Well, it doesn't happen. So, you know, how do they work around that at home plate, you know, to, to prevent the catcher from, you know, blocking the plate? Does that end up becoming an automatic run? You know, it'll just be interesting to see how they, you know, how they address that. But I am mm-hmm. absolutely all for the, the movement. Yeah. And what's interesting, Kurt, is it really seems like the people most up in arms over this new rule are fans who are playing the, oh, my God, they're wussifying baseball. And the thing is, though, I'm old enough to remember seeing Ray Fossey's career essentially ended in an exhibition game by by Pete Rose. Or uh, Giants fans uh, don't even Mm -hmm. want to think about losing Buster Posey for an entire year with an ugly leg Mm -hmm. break in a a collision like that. So – I guess, uh, let me, Kurt, what, how, what do you tell fans who think, oh, my God, uh, uh, Major League Baseball players should wear tutus? Tell that to the Major League Baseball players. <laughs> yeah, good point. I, I don't think, you know, anyone who stands there and gets hit by a 100-mile-an-hour ball and then just jogs down to first base, I think that's pretty freaking tough. So you guys want to tell them their wusses, you go ahead, but I ain't going to. Mm. Yeah, what do you say about that hook slide, about the – fans who think that baseball players aren't tough anymore because of rules like this. Well, they, they may have been a whole lot more comfortable back in the uh, the early, early, early days, like the late 1800s, you mm-hmm. know, the inception of the game when uh, you used to be able to record a base running out by hitting the player with the ball. When they called that uh, soaking, I think it was called. Yeah. You know, that that was the true uh, non-wissification of the game. So let's, let's go back all the way to the roots, you know. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get baseball back to the pristine level that it was at. I want to see infielders whipping the ball at runners to get them out. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Let's yeah, let's get rid of batting helmets so we can have more and 20 foot niggly arrows, you know. Yep. yep. No helmets, but, no gloves, just Yeah. You know, or or have catchers look, can end up looking like a Terry Sawchuk when goalies in the in NHL didn't wear didn't wear masks, you know. I have no issue with this at all, you know. And if this means it extends Alex Avila's career because he can avoid a career-ending injury, well, I'm all for this. And, uh, and you also got to think of there's a lot of money at stake here. These guys are paid a lot of cash to produce, and they're not going to produce if they get caught in uh, ridiculous home plate collisions. Uh, you know, for all the times we yell, "Oh my God, why? You know, why didn't uh, Miguel Cabrera or Victor Martinez lower their shoulder into the catcher rather than just kind of back off?" And Victor is that play last year. Victor Martinez essentially just made a 90 degree turn headed to the dugout. Uh, Thinking back, well, it kept them healthy, and it didn't hurt the catcher. So I guess in the end, that's what it's all about, about keeping the players healthy. And, of course, as we mentioned, Major League Baseball is worried about concussions. They see what's going on in the NFL. They see the amount of money and lawsuits going on because of it. And if they can do anything to get rid of concussions, well, uh, they're going to do it. You better include a gif of that when you post this. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) All right. um, Also, we have to bring up. Uh, this was a, a very controversial post at Hardball Talk by uh, Mr. Allison Hagen. You know, uh, that would be actually Cal- Craig Calcaterra. And he named Brad Osmus the most handsome manager in all of baseball. Uh, any any thoughts on that, Kurt, mentioning? Because i gotta, I got to mention it to you, Kurt. I think he's dreamy. You know, look at those eyes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got. It. I, I like that square jaw he's got, and he's you know, and he shaves. He's not all scruffy like Kirk Gibson. And, and that haircut. Yes, and he's got hair. <laughs> you know, unlike a Ron Washington. So, 
Uh, Hook slide. Uh, are you in love with Brad Ausmus as well? No, stop. Stop right now. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> don't sling me that softball. We'll never get out of here. Mm. Oh, he's so cute. I gotta yeah. say, but uh, he could stand to to learn how to smoke a cigarette or two. If he really <laughs> wants to man up, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. We're all gonna be. Well, we're all gonna miss Jim Leland just because of that. Because I gotta say, Brad Ausmus does not seem to be the type to uh, who would do a, a, a post game presser while chowing on a plate of uh, potato salad and potato spewing all over the place. So. Well, how's his dancing? I think that's the important question. Yeah. <laughs> you got that right. Okay. It's um, uh, one more thing. Uh, if you have any more questions for us, again, uh, we're going to take a few of the questions before we get out of here. That's a hashtag BYB pod. And, of course, you can give us a call, but no one seems to be calling at this point, so I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, we have a few questions, guys. Let's get them knocked out so we can wrap up our week of podcasting. And Corey Wolfgang was busy. He's asked us a handful of questions. Uh, first off, he asked, I know Dombrowski says we are done. Do you buy that claim? Do you think we are relying too much on an injury-liable bullpen? Kurt? Well, I'll say the same answer I always do. The bullpen scares me. But I, I, I think they're not done per se. I think if something falls into their lap, they'll take it. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like you know they're, they're going to be out heavy-duty heavy searching either. Yeah. What's your take on the question, Hookslide? I would say the same thing. I don't, I don't think they're done necessarily, like I said earlier, in terms of adding bullpen pieces, but I don't think it will be necessarily an external thing so much as looking internally to people like Dotel, maybe Corey Nebel, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as far as you know, injuries, I don't know if injuries are the issue unless we're talking about Java Chamberlain. Yeah. Uh, and maybe Ron Doan is, is an issue there. But it's and still, Al, Al. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Joe Nathan's 39 and is also well, half-time yeah. John. Yep. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I take it back. There are way too many injuries, <laughs> potentially, in this bullpen. But you can say that about any bullpen, to be honest with you. Because, again, a lot of these guys are in a bullpen for a reason. Often that is health-wise because, because, you know, because of that. You know, they just can't, these guys aren't capable of throwing 100, 150, 200 innings. So regardless of that, yeah, I think we're all in agreement uh, any moves the Tigers make from here on out are either going to be completely unexpected because something falls in their lap or they're going to be minor league uh, deals, things like that, guys who are, are coming off really bad seasons that they can get on the cheap. And you never know because that's what happened with Batu Yasusopo, and they got, a three, they got three great months out of them. So that's the kind of thing that's going to go down from here on out, way it looks. Uh, Corey also asks, uh, Benoit, Smiley, and Veris have been essentially replaced by Kroll, Jabba, and Nathan. Uh, does reading that make you cringe, Kurt? Fortunately, I didn't have to read it. No, did it make you cringe anyway? Yes. <laughs> uh, how about you, Hookside? Are you cringing at the thought? Because it really does look like uh, a downgrade. Yes, and thank you, Corey, for making me cringe yet again. Yes, yes I did have to read that, and I cringed. And I, I'm going to disagree with with something Kurt's been saying the last couple of days about how you know bullpens are always kind of a, a a gamble, a roll of the dice, and they're, they're always untrustworthy, you know, however he, he phrased it. Because I, I can distinctly remember, even in the 2013 season, when the Tigers would play certain teams, you know, we would all say, like, okay, get to the starting pitching, because once they get to the bullpen, we're in trouble, and, and, and vice versa, you know, let's get to the bullpen, because it's going to get that, you know, chewy, juicy, creamy center. Mm-hmm. Th- there are bullpens that are good, that aren't yeah. a roll of the dice, and, and there are the ones that, you know... <laughs> Are the opposite of that? I'm, I'm afraid the Tigers are becoming that. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm going to disagree here because I think the Tigers bullpen has a lot of potential. Now it's the P word, mm-hmm. and that it, your potential has to become real. But this bullpen has 
some really, really potentially good arms who are going to strike out a lot of people. They, if it doesn't turn out, yeah, you you got that that gooey center that teams can feast on. But if it turns out, they're really going to shut down a lot of teams. That, 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 that really that is uh, behind most of these signings. Looks like is that it's just uh, pretty much at this point, these are guys are all who have shown potential in the past. It's a matter of Jeff Jones can bring it out. It's a whole lot of ifs. Yeah, exactly. And all here's, the way around. Yeah, and there's more ifs from Corey because uh, he brings up a good point with this question. Are the Tigers hoping for bounce-back seasons from too many players, Kurt? Uh, too many? No, maybe too many in the bullpen, uh, you mm. know, but too many? No. Well, I would put it this way. Maybe not bounce-back seasons, but they're going to need some seasons. Uh, maybe uh, from like, a, I think there's a, or the biggest wild card is Nick Castellanos. If he can produce that, you know, I don't even think he needs to win Rookie of the Year, but he has to be in consideration. That would make a big difference in how this offense looks. Uh, Hookside, do you agree with Corey that uh, he thinks the Tigers are hoping for too many bounce-back seasons from players? Uh, yeah, a combination bounce-back and, you know, like you said, Nick Castellanos isn't necessarily bounce-back, but we're hoping he performs well, you know, for his first full year, you know, on the, on the stage of the big show. But, yeah, you walk through the lineup, and I think there are a lot of big, you know, what-ifs. Andy Dirks, mm-hmm. can he be more like 2012 Andy Dirks than 2013? Uh, right. Torrey Hunter, you know, can mm-hmm. he... Um, sustain what he's doing or is he on the decline he's getting older uh you know just look around uh, avila is another yeah. one you know so bounce back or just question marks the others there's a lot of ifs over this team yeah yeah you can keep bringing out the ifs can jose iglesias hit at a major league level not right. just depend on uh is bad average and balls in play or infield hits you know uh, is, is Zane Kinsler on the decline? Can he come close to what Omar Infante did what's uh, austin jackson going to look like exactly there's there are uh, the uh, well, I'm getting scared even talking about it, so let's just move on. <laughs> Corey, you scared us with your questions, but thank you so much. We really appreciate it. All right, uh, someone named Uper underscore IA asked, does the podcast have a sense of loss and emptiness today, Kurt? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hook slide, uh, are you missing John today? Yeah, I miss John. Yeah. John, you should have called in. Come on. Well, the thing is, is that John probably could have told us a little bit about the Rule 5 draft or the next question we have from... But I would have fallen asleep. Yeah. <laughs> from a regular, Jonathan Selden, who says, hold the phones, the Tigers got Craig Albernez. Uh, then he adds, I have no idea who he is. Does anybody know who Craig Albernez is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that answers that question. Um, looking at baseball reference, it's like eight seasons in the minor leagues, career 204 batting average, 550 OPS. Oh, yeah, my God. Right. Where, what position does he play? Do you know? Does it say? Uh, doesn't it's got well, You'd have to scroll down to his field, then, obviously. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't say right off the bat. This is obviously minor league depth for AAA. Yep. So, so yay, I guess. Or I feel bad for people in Toledo. I'll have to watch him. <laughs> you know, but they do have uh, – the, you know, the, the Crash Davis of, uh, of minor league baseball and that, uh, oh, crap, now I can't remember his name. Shit. Forget it. Let's just move on. Uh, here's one for you guys. Matt Collins asks, assuming a call-up is necessary, which minor leaguer do you believe can have the biggest bullpen impact this year? Any ideas there, Kurt, or is this, you know, at this point I'm thinking they're hoping anyone can step up from the minor leagues who would be a plus. Well, you know, uh, the the two names that you, you think of are, are Melvin Mercedes, who had an ERA, an ERA like really, really freaking low, like, yeah. in, like in the low twos or something. Uh, doesn't strike out enough guys, in my opinion, but, you know, 
could be good. Uh, and everyone loves Corey Knievel. So, uh, you know, I, I think Knievel is probably the name everyone's going to concentrate on. Yeah, uh, Hookslide, out there by uh, Grand Rapids, is there any talk out there of any, uh, if, if you've noticed, of any relievers out that way? Other than, than Knievel, no. I, yeah. I wouldn't say so. And I think it'll be interesting to see if um, Robbie Ray ends up getting called up for a little bit of bullpen work just to break him in before he, you know, hits the big show as a starter. <laughs> yes, and uh, our friend Jonathan adds, uh, Craig Albert is, is, quote, a cruddy catcher. <laughs> so that answers awesome. that question. And, and Dale Smith asks, uh, can we please uh, talk about jobs, please? So, guys, talk about jobs. What kind of jobs? I don't know. Steve? Steve? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's, think, he's dead. I think he made wonderful products, two of which are sitting next to me right now. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you've you joined that cult, haven't you? You've no, I, I, no, I love my PC, but, you know, I'm using a, Mac, a MacBook Air, and I'm sitting next to an iPad. So, hey. Um, I suspect that that may be a typo. Maybe he went Jabba. Jabba? Joba? Jabba. The S, the S and the A are really close together. Maybe that's, that's possible. Talk about Jabba, please. Well, yeah, well, we did quite a bit. We did. And we got scared talking about it. You know, we're all... Ugh. But uh, in the end, when it comes to Chamberlain, uh, it's one of those things that low risk, um, high reward, if Jeff Jones can do his job, even though it's a little bit more money than we're a little more comfortable giving him. That's pretty much what it comes down to when it comes to uh, Jabba. I, I see a Bonderman-like performance. No, that yeah, that was yeah. Remember, he we thought he was going to be the well. I wouldn't say we, but a lot of fans thought they, they found the savior after that performance uh, against uh, was I think it was Seattle, and that, well, one of those Cleveland. Cleveland, that was one of those late inning uh, extra inning games, yep. and that was pretty much the high point of his uh, uh, of his second go round with the Tigers. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's a similar situation, I think, in terms of, you know, he's got good stuff, but he's coming off some injuries. Yeah. You know, I, I would expect uh, Java to do something similar. You'll get some good games out of him, but I think he's going to live up to those statistics in the long run. Yeah, so. Okay, guys, let's let's kind of wrap up our week of winter meetings coverage. Anything stand out to you, Kurt, or uh, were you surprised by anything the Tigers did? Well, you know, what I learned this week is that uh, hook slide is Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> how do you how do you figure? <laughs> uh, no, uh, the no the, the Tigers did the kind of little moves we thought they would do, you yeah. know. So I, I was not surprised at all. I mean, obviously, I'm surprised that they ended up with Java because I I did not expect that. But or Rajay, you know, the exact moves surprise that they made small moves not a surprise. Yeah, and when it comes down to it, I think it's kind of split the uh, the fan base right in half, and that majority of them. Uh, approve of the Davis signing, they disapprove of the Chamberlain signing, and we'll find out if they're right or not. Hook slide, what, any other takes or any other thoughts on our week of winter meetings coverage? No, no, I'm just mad that Kurt called me Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> well, we, we have a new nick. Well, actually, that nickname's already been taken on the site, unfortunately. Oh, so. no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to just say it for the record. I still expect the Tigers to take the Central. Yeah. I do expect it. I think it's going to be a little bit rockier of a run and I don't expect them to dominate first place like they did in 2013, but I think they will They'll get to the playoffs again. Yeah. How far they make it after that, it's always a crapshoot anyway. So, uh, like Kurt said, it's going to be an exciting year. If you define, I, I would define excitement as edge of the seat, crunching on roll aids the entire time. Yeah, well, I, I, I tend to fall uh, in, that, in that realm, too, and that uh, I really don't see anybody else in the uh, American League Central has gotten any better. If they, at most part, uh, they're worse, especially the Indians. So, Let's just hope that uh, the uh, Royals have kind of plateaued. But 
uh, I, I, this is still the class of division. It's just a matter of is this a 100-win team or is this an 87-win team? And I think that's yet to be determined. So. I'm just going to say 90. <laughs> I think I said that earlier in the week, as a matter of fact. So, But uh, let's put it this way. Are they a 100-win team or are they a 500 team? Kurt? No. No. So they're, <laughs> they're in between. Yes. There's a lot of gray area there, though. Thank God, or I wouldn't have any reason for blogging. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a great year for blogging, guys. Yeah. That uh, if There's one thing I think you're right about that. There's going to be a lot to talk about. And by the way, Hookside, you should point out, you have a new post up today with uh, the other pundit on the site. Yes. Phil Coke's brain and I went head-to-head or toe-to-toe again on our uh, Pardon the Infection series. So if you want to read something completely useless. And if you do find anything in there that's fact-based, please let me know so I can remove it immediately. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, by the way, who gave you the topics? Uh, some some guy named Big Al. Al <laughs> yes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Al. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess uh, we should start wrapping things up. Cause, uh, actually, we ended up uh, trading water for about 10 more minutes than I thought we were going to. So Let's wrap up the show. First off, I want to thank everybody who's listened live over this past week. You know, this is an experiment that we'll probably do again when maybe next year during a winter meeting or during spring training we'll attempt a few of these. But it was a lot of fun and, you know, and it saved me the trouble doing editing, which is always cool. But I, it wasn't for you guys and the questions you've been asking us, you know, they, they would have been a lot shorter shows. So thank you for be all your singing. Yeah, no kidding. Impersonations. If, if you guys have kept Kurt and Hookside from singing, that's a win. And, of course, we need to thank um, John Urkula, who took part in two of the podcasts. You know, and there's a big empty spot there today, unfortunately, John. But thank you so much for bringing your expertise to the show. It was much appreciated. And, of course, we need to thank Kurt and Hookslide, who took time out of their busy weeks instead of one day of the week, four days out of the week, to talk in a podcast. So we got to give a shout-out to you two as well. So call Bill's in the mail. Yes, that's right. Hold the hand. <laughs> yes, I assume this back, means we're taking... to <laughs> <laughs> We are taking tomorrow off, right? Yes, yes. And no more talking tomorrow. Exactly. So we got we got bigger, bigger things to do, like find beer to drink and and ignore baseball for twenty four hours. Because I think we're at least on the site. We've been cranking out so much content. I'm ready to take a step back from baseball, at least for a day or two. So. And that's when that's when the Tigers always seem to do something in the dark when we're not a plant expecting it sometime in the evening. So we'll wait and see. Regardless, guys, let's get the hell out of here. So until well, I can't really say when the next Bless You Boys podcast is going to be. The holidays are coming up. The Tigers are likely going to go dark. So we'll be back when there's news to talk about. So it could be a week, could be a month. We will. I won't we'll look on the site and you'll find out. So until that time, this is Al Beaton saying. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and good afternoon, along with Hookslide. And this is Mr. Sunshine signing off. Yes, I'm sorry. Mr. Sunshine is signing off, of course, and the curmudgeon, Kurt mentioned. Ho, ho, ho! Huh? (laughs) I think that's a good way to end it. Huh? (laughs) So hopefully uh, Kurt will be able to ho, ho, ho his way to the next Bless You Boys podcast.